I have a new friend in studio with me, a former Chicagoan. Can I call you a former Chicagoan? Of course. Champ Clark is a great name. And when I'm looking you. you up, I see like, wait a minute, there's another Champ <laughs> Clark who is even more well-known than you. Absolutely. How did this, why Champ? You know, um, I'm the fourth in my family. Uh, it was my dad's name and my grandfather's name and my great-grandfather's name. And my great-grandfather was a noted politician at the early 1900s. And writer, too, correct? Well, my dad was a writer. Unbelievable. My dad clicked him. This is something never on my radar before. That's so interesting. My dad was a writer for, um, also champ, um, was a writer for Time Magazine for his whole career. And you, for a while, were a writer for People Magazine. I was for 26 years. I didn't start out as a writer reporter, but over the years, that's I moved into that position and, and did that both here in Chicago and in Los Angeles as well. Well, this this fellow who's sitting next to me was in uh, in town for many many years, and we never met somehow because we have, a, no. we have a great mutual friend. <laughs> he was in Champ was in the theater for a while. What theater company? Center Theater in Rogers Park on Devon. And how long did that last? I think the theater was there for about 10 years, and I was in it for about five of those 10 well, years. What, let me ask you, what drew you to acting? I mean, this is, this is the town okay, for Okay, well, no this question. is going to sound very silly, but um, when I was uh, about 10 years old, I saw a production of The Sound of Music, and I wanted to be one of those kids. <laughs> that doesn't sound that silly. I'm sure that I'm sure that it, you, you saw know, the, it just looks looks so much fun. You saw the movie of Sound of Music no, or I think a theater it was a stage, stage production. production. Yeah, stage production. Yeah, and yeah. You said, were you and, a good actor? Uh, you know, I, I was a good actor. I like to say I was. And but yeah. there's no money in acting. You've got to well, get no, a real job. Well, no, unless you eventually. reach a certain level. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I moved to L.A. actually to pursue, to pursue acting. acting. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, my uh, then wife became pregnant uh, within a month after we moved out there, and I realized I was going to have to uh, uh, get a real job. To get support. a real job, and that's you when have a I, daughter to whom this—it's uh, lovely in the back of it. Champ Clark is a writer and musician living in Santa Monica, California. He is father to beloved daughter Sarah. I love that. Yes. I love that. Uh, I'm, Much I'm reading that off the back of his. This is your second novel, right? Correct. Uh, Bye-bye, Cruel World, a Drake Haynes sizzler. Champ was uh, gracious enough to come in with what I believe is the first Drake Haynes sizzler, <laughs> Venetian Blonde, which I ordered yesterday. So I would just, someone that has a Venetian Blonde in their future. When did you turn to, to novel writing? You know, uh, during the pandemic. Um, you know, I'd done various types. Obviously, working yeah, at people, I sure. did, you know, did quote unquote journalism writing uh, or journalistic writing. But um, during the pandemic, uh, I had time, and uh, I've written a few plays as well. But I just always wanted to write a novel, and I love detective fiction. Um, very inspired by. People like Dashiell Hammock and well, Ray hey Hammett man, and, if you're in Los Angeles, I mean that's a, one of the things about about being in LA is there is a it is a fertile territory yeah, for writing that book, yeah. but you then have to exist 
under the shadow of Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler. And someone has uh, already compared you to Raymond Chandler. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know where these quotes well, come they're from. friends. So. On the back. <laughs> it's good to have friends. Uh, a modern... A modern day noir written, this is about his first uh, novel, Venetian Blonde. A modern day noir written in the terse style of Raymond Chandler and just as satisfying. Then another uh, fan slash friend writes <laughs> Hammett, Algren, and Spillane all mixed together and brought to you with grit and humor into the 21st <laughs> century. <laughs> I don't know where the Algren comes the, from, but yeah, I, I, I'm I, not sure I, either. But that, you know, he's the shadow in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, was it difficult, Champ? I know you know writing for writing for People magazine mm-hmm. or, and or writing plays. It's not as if a writer can sit in a chair and, and switch a gear like he can in, a, in like driving a car. Sure, you know it's a vastly. I find it's a vastly different uh, means of 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 literary transportation. Mm-hmm. Was it difficult, or did it? I mean, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Bye Bye Cruel World reads. Quick, I mean it. It's self-assured, and the characters are palpable yeah. and compelling. Was it easy for you? You know, I I set a goal um, New Year's Day a year ago. Uh, not last year, New Year's Day, twenty twenty. Yeah, um, and I set a goal to, that I was going to write that first book. Or actually, um, and I said that uh, I would work three hours a day or a thousand words, whichever came first. And uh, I pretty much kept to that. And I did the same with the second book as well. And uh, so the, they read quickly, and I wrote them relatively quickly as well. Um, but I hope they read, uh, uh, I hope they're entertaining. They and, do. Uh, they are very entertaining, and they are. Well, entertaining is may not be the right word. The the uh, by cruel world is kind of dark. I thought. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, it's kind of dark. I mean, the, the characters are lively and funny. The protagonist is a newspaper reporter who you know flirted with the Pulitzer Prize and is now right. writing writing an advice column, which has made him relatively famous in his uh, newspaper world. Much much to his chagrin. Uh, much to his <laughs> chagrin. Uh, he has he is not unattractive to women, but he seems to have mostly given up on women. Yes, and he's put uh, in Chandler esque on the trail of a missing girl. Basic. I don't want to give too much away. You know, you're the author, so talk about what we can. Well, you know, I'll about. tell you um, the missing. It's a two missing teens. Yeah, one and is a foot. One is a African American football, football star, star and, and the other is the daughter of a a wealthy movie director. Yeah, uh, Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually was inspired by. Gosh, this must have been about 30 years ago now. There was a young couple um, from Wheaton, Illinois. I don't know if you remember this. It made national news, and, and it was on the cover of People, which is why I particularly remember Did you cover it. that story? I did not cover okay, it. But, I actually but, wasn't reporting at that time, yeah. but I was working at People here in Chicago, just as the office guy. And uh, there was a young couple in Wheaton who vanished. And they were, you know, upstanding, and and um, you know, uh, I think one, I think the gentleman or the the, the, the kid kid 
was uh, had been in the military, and uh, they vanished off the face of the earth. And their car was found uh, with the engine running in an alley here in um, downtown. Uh. And um, no one knew what happened to them. And I took that. They eventually, like a year later, were in, were found. What had um, happened to them? They had moved. They had uh, just taken off for run California. Away. They ran away, and they just wanted to change their lives. Oh, how interesting! Yeah, and, and so that's the seed of this. That was the seed of of this. Uh, that thread of of the book was uh, that uh, cup Wheaton couple. And uh, who is the seed? I I have to believe, if it's not you, uh, that. Uh, the protagonist in this thing, he works for a newspaper called the Hollywood Daily <laughs> Drum. Uh, he uh, likes margaritas uh, with salt uh, pretty frequently during the day. Uh, he almost lost a job because of a, of his drinking yes. problem, right? And yes. he's, I mean, he's, I don't want to, he's in this book, he's not a drunk in, in the story, I did not find He's, no, he's not a drunk, um, but he likes his uh, margaritas. We will take a break and continue on with my new friend, Champ Clark, uh, talking about not just his uh, most recent book, Bye Bye Cruel World, but Venetian Blonde, his first. They're the first two in the uh, Drake Haynes Sizzler. This is Drake Haynes as the margarita-loving, uh, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say he's 40-something. He's late 40s. Okay. Yeah. 40 something. He's sort of giving up on women, giving up on a lot of stuff. <laughs> but he's still a newspaper man, ladies and gentlemen. He's still a newspaper man. We'll be back uh, in a few minutes. Hi there. Welcome back to After Hours with me, Rick Kogan. I am sitting here with a new pal. We've been we were introduced by a mutual friend uh, named Gus Buchtanica, uh who was an actor here. He was yeah. a neighbor of mine for some time. And he. Great guy. He's a wonderful guy and a, a good actor and a and a, just a good guy. Had a lot of nice times on the back porch with he and his <laughs> he and his girlfriend, uh, and he introduced us via the internet uh, to Champ Clark, who is a friend of Gus's. They used to be in a theater company together here. They now both live in California. Yes, uh, Champ has been a a journalist for People Magazine. He has been a, a model. In your early days, artist model, artist model, yeah. as opposed to oh yeah, as a as opposed to model. a runway. Model. Yeah, I don't know much about. No much well, about. Well, the, the money money is a big difference. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's, did you graduate from Columbia, or you just I did went not. there for a while? I went there for a while. Yeah, I, I had a career there too for one day. Oh. I went to Columbia for one. Oh, day. I have to hear that. Story. <clears throat> yes, you will, and you will hear it. He is now. He's been out. He's a. a Musician, we'll find out what kind. He lives in Santa Monica, which is a very nice place to live. He has a daughter that he adores named uh, Sarah. Sarah, who is uh, 26, and he is the author so far of uh, two Drake Haynes Sizzlers. Drake Haynes is a reporter who winds up, at least in the second book, Bye Bye Cruel World, as a uh, something of a detective, kind of. Right. A, a reluctant, he's reluctant at first. But he also, there are all these other characters in it. There's a, a uh, 
a taxi driver, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. named Benny. Now, is Benny based on someone you Benny know? Is. Benny is a character and a half. He's like, <laughs> he's short, he's uh, foul-mouthed. Foul-mouthed, uh, enthusiastic uh, to the 10th degree. And, yeah. Uh, um, he uh, he just appeared one day. And during your 1,000-word During regiment. my 1,000 words, and uh, he appeared because uh, Drake... Um, Haynes, the uh, the newspaper man, he uh, had a DUI and lost his license, his driver's license. Right. So in the entire book, he has to find ways to get around. When, do they have electric scooters in Los Angeles? They do. Oh my gosh! God, what a mistake that they're going to uh, do it here. I yeah, think it's, it's a big I, mistake. Watch, worst watch, I, watch yourself oh, I, on the sidewalk. One because, of the worst uh, ideas I've ever heard of. But yeah. beside the point, and it's Los Angeles is tough to get around. Even if you're can fly it's a tough town to get <laughs> yeah. around but that was that that's a kind of inspired idea because benny is a big character becomes he a, became big char- a big character yeah as i as i was writing and i just realized as it went along that he was very fun to write for uh, one of the other things that comes to me and i don't know I, i'm not a huge fan of la uh i'm a huge fan of santa monica i've lived there mm. in a heartbeat uh is your there's a real sense of the city here too I, I hope feel. so. Yeah. yeah. Um, that obviously was conscious or just... Well, you know, it, you live place... I've lived in L.A. for 25 years. Wow. And, um, or actually maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, so... And, I, you know, working for people there, you kind of are on the fringe of... Of, of the, the kind of the celebrity yeah. world, yeah. and the one thing that I noticed, and you know, I went out to LA originally to work as an actor, and you know, that didn't work out. And everybody who moves to LA or goes to LA generally goes there for a reason, a reason to make it in some way, absolutely. Um, and uh, so it's really a city of hopes and dreams. Of aspiration. And aspiration. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of those hopes and dreams and aspirations don't work out. Let and, me ask you yeah. if I can. When you went out to, to pursue your acting career, uh, how did that go for you? It's got to be a tough you Tough know, world. I wasn't prepared for it, to yeah. be honest with you. I had no idea. I I worked here in L.A., as we mentioned, uh, in a theater ensemble. And um, being in an ensemble is like a cocoon. And you know what you're going to be doing in advance. You know who you're going to be working with. Mm-hmm. You probably don't even have to audition for anything. Exactly. And uh, moving to L.A., it's it's all business and uh what was it that inspired you to make that move because there are some you know you can look at there have been some people uh, laurie metcalf billy peterson yeah, of course, uh, yeah. and, uh, john malkovich gary sinise who who made the transition and in a way can appear these kind of false role models it's it's you know, not everybody's going to get to live and die in L.A. Yeah. as their first movie you know i i, I actually over the years have had some regrets about moving to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, certainly in regards to my acting career, um, because I, I feel that if I perhaps had stayed here, I might have been able to move. You know, people, actors in LA, uh, in Chicago, you know, may, may start out in a storefront theater, and sure. then at a period of time they're working at the Goodman or at Steppenwolf or that sort of thing. And, and I think I might have been able to make a career here. 
uh, as an yeah, actor. There are role models for that, too. You look at someone like Mike Nussbaum, exactly. who has had an incredible career, and exactly. Amy Morton, who yes. has had an incredible career here. Yeah. So is that a regret for you? Yeah, it, it, it is? is in that regard. Um, yeah. you know, it, in regards to acting, it's a regret. I think I would have been... Uh, well, I certainly would have worked more if I had. Uh, when you could have been here. happy doing that, but but you got seduced by the notion that stardom might be waiting for you mm, out there. No, not stardom so much, but um, steady work. I thought I would get some steady work. The other thing was I had um, been transplanted to Chicago when I was sixteen mm-hmm. from New York, which is where I grew up, and was in Chicago for twenty five years, but. Although it is, I consider it my hometown, I always had a feeling that I was kind of wanted to see what it was like to live somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because of the acting, I chose L.A. L.A. is, is that, or Santa Monica. I mean, L.A., you know, it's, it's my home. Right. And uh, I, uh, there are many things that I like about it, but um, it is a place, going back to the book, where, um, you know, not not good doesn't happen to everybody right you know well and that i mean that's part of when i said that the 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 uh bye world that i found it kind of kind of dark i find it kind of dark because there are a lot of there's some losers yes in this there are book. yeah and there and are references to to a number yeah exactly i mean talking about the you know going to Grumman's chinese theater and seeing the names and the on the sidewalk and the hands and, right. and uh, you know and even benny is an interesting not a failed character but kind of living his life on old bonanza correct because his dad uh uh, for 14 years, was the uh, bit part uh, bartender, bartender, yeah, uh, bartender uh, on the Bonanza, and that actually, now that I think of it, that part of Benny is is uh, based on a true uh, event. Uh, I, I guess I would call it. When I first moved to Los Angeles, one of the very first weeks I was there, I went to the gro- <clears throat> excuse me, I went to the grocery store and. Um, Got to talking to the checkout guy at the grocery store, and it turns out his father had been the bartender on Bonanza. Wow. You know, the fictional bartender on Bonanza. And um, that came to me when I was writing Benny, and I just basically stole that and gave it to See, it's Benny. interesting i mean it's interesting to to hear you talk about that because it is in many mornings when you sit down you don't know where the story is going to go absolutely from the night before or the day before and what happens is your own life seeps in there very much so and uh fascinating Just i think fascinating. you were possibly about to ask me if drake I'll have to any... ask you after the news. Oh, okay. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Tell me, Jeff. Uh, I'll tell you. If you, if you were going to ask me if Drake resembled myself in any way. I will. I will ask you that. You don't, you're, you're not going to have to think very hard about an answer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, we're going to get some news, and then I will be back with uh, with Champ Clark to talk about uh, Bye-Bye Cruel World. I think we've given you a taste of that. Then I want him to discuss Venetian Blonde, which I will read tonight. Welcome back. I have a few more minutes with my new favorite novelist, Champ Clark, uh, author most recently of Bye Bye Cruel World. 
a Drake Haynes Sizzler. It is the second Drake Haynes Sizzler. The first is Venetian Blonde, which he is nice enough to have uh, given me a copy, which I will read tonight. They are both quick reads, but they are substantial reads. And I, I am not the first person to say that. It reminds you of uh, Raymond Chandler. Uh, here's... <laughs> They're both very interesting covers. You can get them online. I'm <laughs> yeah, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all the, all the regular ways because there are exactly. no bookstores open, which yeah. is a drag. Uh, we've been talking about his uh, life in Chicago, which is fascinating. He now lives lived in L.A. for a quarter century, but he was here also for a quarter of exactly, century, yeah. roughly. And uh, and I will keep your eyes peeled, those of you who pick up. Or get online the Tribune because I'll be writing about him in a few weeks. Uh, fascinating uh, life. What do you think? What are your ambitions for yourself as a novelist? We've talked about your ambitions, your thwarted ambitions as a movie <laughs> star. Uh, what are your ambitions as a novelist? I, I know you did, you do this and you've spent your life in creative pursuits. So, yes. And this was a new one, and the pandemic had started, and you thought, okay, yes. I'm going to start write uh, you know a thousand words a day and be a novelist. You must have ambitions. You must, and what your friends and other people online think, and I think that you have a real talent for this. Well, thank you very much. Well, you're I welcome. really appreciate that. Um, you know, first of all, to get readers, you mm-hmm. know, that's yeah. obviously sure. the basic thing. I think um, it would be great uh, that both have been optioned uh, for... They are, ladies and gentlemen, they, they are. The, the one I have read, Bye Bye Cruel World, the second is very cinematic. Yeah, I, mean, I think Very so. cinematic. Because uh, Drake Haynes is a compelling character who likes margaritas with salt, uh, he's a good character. Is is Benny? Benny is not in the first book, is he? Benny is not in the first book. Okay. No. Um, the the characters are a little bit uh, have developed as uh, in the second book. Sure. Um, from the first book was kind of uh, a little bit off the top of my head, and uh, but then once I had the characters. The second book I was able to because right, you have to live with those characters. You've created these people, <laughs> champ. Right. You've created. Now you have to live with them. Are, I, I have to ask you: you working on a new one? I am not. I'm actually have a play uh, that I wrote that uh, was performed in L.A. about a year and a half ago called Wild Son, the testimony of Christian Brando, and it's uh, about wow. Marlon Brando's. Sure. Very troubled uh-huh. uh, uh, headline-making son, Christian. Yep. And that's going to the Edinburgh Festival um, this summer. Uh, Where was it performed in L.A.? It was performed uh, at a place called the Santa Monica Theater, uh, oh. Santa Monica Playhouse. Yeah. Um, and uh, we did it for a number of weeks. It got a really good response. Um, there's an actor by the name of John Meese who plays Christian. He's amazing. Wow. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's all done. Christian was a friend of mine. And so uh, we were going to do a book together at one point, and I spent a lot of time interviewing him. He was probably the most damaged person I ever had met and also one of the sweetest. And, that often uh, happens, though, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I think so. You're, yeah, because sweet people can open themselves yes, up to damage. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And um, so uh, 
unfortunately, the book didn't work out, and then Christian died at a, yeah. age 48, mm. very young. Um, and so I had all these tapes of interviews with him, and I took them and uh, created So is it, is it basically a one-man it's show? It's a one-man show, all in Christian's own words. Wow, it sounds fascinating. I think it is. He had a fascinating life. I mean, well, it, you know, a tragic you know, life. Fascinating dad. Yeah, dad or, and his mom. Yeah, know, sure. Very sure, troubled. Sure. Wow. So, yeah, so I've kind of been back working on that a little bit just because we're going to be doing it this summer. Who could blame you? Are you going to go to Edinburgh? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I'm really excited Nothing about wrong with that. that. That's <laughs> Nothing nice. at all. Nothing wrong and, with uh, that. Expenses paid, so. <laughs> wow, champ. It's really a pleasure to meet you. I will be re- furthering this interview uh, in the way they do it uh, remotely when you're back in L.A., uh, but I do want to write about you. Well, thank you so much. No, it's, it's, it's a real a pleasure. Fasc- no, fascinating career and good books. I keep saying books because I am assuming that I will enjoy this first one as much as I did the <laughs> I, second I so. one. Uh, I like this. <laughs> Drake Haynes is a guy I could have been friends with, uh, <laughs> beaten up as he seems. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yeah, he, he is a good guy. He's, he's damaged, but he's <laughs> he's a good guy.